All right. Hello, everybody. This is Billy Rainford. Welcome to the 2020 Direct Motocross Awards, the DMXs, as we've always liked to call them. All you got to do is throw an IES at the end and you're, and you're all set. But uh, anyway, my name is Billy Rainford. Uh, welcome. We're doing something a little different uh, this year. We're going to do a little video presentation of it. Uh, try to give it a bit of a panache, flair. Uh, we've got, to, as you can see there, we've got Greg Poisson this year joining us. Greg, thank you very much for joining us. Hey, guys. What's up? All right, Greg, how you doing there, man? Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, my friend. Uh, doing good. Just, uh, you know, getting excited. We're, we're past that, the, uh, the winter hump, as I call it. So, you know, we start getting excited for next year. And you know, we're in January now. So we've only got a few more months until gates drop. So I feel like it just ended, to be honest with you. All right. Well, we're going to be leaning on you here for your opinions here. Uh, we oh, pulled you into some fun things throughout the summer here for our series and everything. So I know you were at the races and everything with me. And uh, we got to take it all in. It was a different year. Obviously, we're talking pandemic situation here. Uh, we call it the pandemies. I've seen that already done before. But uh, I just want to say thank you very much. This is the end of 2020. We're heading into 2021. Thank you to everybody who has uh, been behind Direct Motocross over the years. A few of them are represented back there with some uh, some nicely placed hats. Uh, some of them I don't have. But uh, thank you very much to everybody for uh, always being behind Direct Motocross and what we do here. Uh, we have lots of stuff planned for next year. So we're looking forward to another good year. Um, unless you want more ado, is that enough ado? I don't know. I, I bid you adieu. I don't know. Are you saying pan or are you saying Pam? I'm not sure. Pom, we help with the pants. I'm not sure what the difference is, but the uh, pan Pam dilemma. Okay. So what we've got here, we've kind of broken it down into two things leading up to what became kind of a life of its own, the people's choice where we put it out to people to throw in your voice, voice votes. And we had kind of a two person race and it got pretty exciting actually. And uh, I, uh, I don't have the tallies, but Trust me, it was close and it was fun totaling that up. So we'll save that one for last. But yeah. like I said, we've broken it into two things. One is kind of the opinion thing where, uh, oh boy, where Greg and I can, uh, we can differ in our opinions. We can have two different ideas. And then we've got ones that obviously direct motocross has to pick winners. So we've got a few of those saved for yeah. the end. But uh, Greg, I say we, uh, I say we go for it. Let's, uh, let's hop right into our first, uh, first category. All right, let's get this uh, show on the road. It's really big shoe. Oh, I knew you weren't going to be able to fight that. Okay, yeah. So the first thing we're going to do here, we got most dominant pro rider of the year. Uh, I mean, there's obviously, you know, taking a look at different things. My pick, I had to go with uh, being a rookie even in the 450 class. Yep. I thought especially in, of course, especially in the motocross portion of it, it didn't seem to matter where Dylan Wright started. He was making his way to the front. He was going to get there. And I just thought he was a very dominant rider this year. So I gave this one to uh, Dylan Wright. Greg, what did you think? Uh, I mean, Dylan was was my actual, actually my go-to originally. And then I started looking into it a bit more. And I kind of wanted to vary a little bit too, if possible, um, in our answers. But uh, my pick goes to Jess Pettis. So uh, going back to it. So when I looked at the results, they actually finished the same uh, overall as every round. So they went 1-1, 2-1-1. And so, I mean, that's pretty cool. And that's, you know, so if Dylan's dominant, then I think Jess is definitely dominant too. And then when looking at the final points in the motocross uh, segment of the motocross MX tour, uh, Jess actually had 341 versus Dylan's 335 uh, for overall points. So that's my reason for picking Jess. I mean, 250 versus 452, you know, it's kind of one of those things, but uh, um, yeah, my pick goes to Jess. And, you know, it's going to be exciting to see how, how those two square off next year. Uh, it was my understanding there would be no math. 
I mean, I don't know. I, I had my girlfriend do it for me. <laughs> well, that was nice. Yours is backed up with facts. That was uh, very well done. Thanks, Ray. Yeah, so so I picked Dylan Wright. You picked uh, Jess Pettis. Obviously, either one could be uh, – nobody's going to argue about either one there. Uh, second one, biggest surprise. We kind of always throw this one in there. Just kind of – a lot of times some, there isn't a huge surprise. A lot of times there are surprises. This year, of course, we had to go with uh, – biggest surprise for me was the fact that we even went racing at all i mean 2020 the pandemic hit in march or i hit before that but march coming into it we really didn't think we were going to be able to go riding so for me i'm going to say the biggest surprise of the year was just the fact that we had a place to go to watch races to take photos take videos to all that stuff i'm just uh, the biggest surprise for me was that we actually could go somewhere and race yeah i mean that you're definitely not wrong in that one it's uh you know it's it seemed like every round we were at, there's rumors in the pits that this was going to be the last one or that someone would shut us down halfway through. Like I felt like kind of like a, a badass all the whole time. Like you're like an outlaw, right? We're out doing something that we're not supposed to be doing, even though we were allowed to be there. It was just that kind of year. And it was really, uh, you know, it added a little bit of stress to the whole program. And, and, you know, these guys are just out there trying to race their dirt bikes. So it was, it was kind of crazy to, to look at it like that, but, um, my pick, you know, I was picking riders. I actually picked Dylan Wright for this one. Um, and as I said before, I hope he doesn't take this the wrong way, but Dylan has a bit of a history of being kind of a checkers or wreckers kind of guy. And, and, you know, he ends up on the ground a fair bit and, you know, especially in the, well, obviously in the 250 class, cause this was his rookie 450 year, but uh, you know, I, I did, I fully expect him to crash a lot more and just and not be as consistent as he was. So that was my biggest surprise for sure was that he was just so good. And, and it's not that I didn't think he could do that because I fully expect that even next year or the year after, but his first year on the, on the big 450, I mean, he killed it, in my opinion. So to pick a rider would be Dylan, for sure. Yep, no, absolutely. I mean, if you're if I was to pick a rider for the biggest surprise, I 100% would agree with you on Dylan Wright yeah. holding that. And like I said, it became, came to a point where it was like the surprise was his consistency, like you said. I mean, yeah. the gate dropped. He could – good start, bad start, go down. He was making his way to the front. It was, it was, it was really impressive to see. So, yeah, I definitely agree with you there. And yeah. overall, like I said, just kind of a, the fact that we even went to the races. So there's that. Um, most improved rider is kind of our next category that we can kind of chat about. Uh, I think we agreed on this one actually, but, uh, we not, did. not so much yeah. maybe for the motocross sex portion of it, but I standing during the supercross, um, you could just watch even throughout the day, the changes from this guy. I, I picked Ryan Derry for this one here for the most yeah. improved rider. I mean, standing beside his dad, Peter Derry, uh, we were watching and just watching as he was, uh, he'd be looking at sections. It's like, was he going to, yep. Boom. He got that section. Then just kept improving and improving. So uh, most improved Ryan Derry for me. A hundred percent for me too. That's the one we agreed on. The first one we really agreed on. And, and uh, you know, like I said, the, the outdoors were, were, it was kind of hard to pick a person because there's like some real serious mud races and a lot of factors factored in. So it's hard pick. to see I like a pick for motocross, but I will, he's getting something later. So we'll say that. Yeah. So for me, it was, um, was definitely Ryan. Cause I, I, I sat actually up on the Hill and I think it was with Donk actually. And we were, we were talking and, and Donk was like, look at Derry. I was like, Derry's, he looked like he wasn't the fastest guy, but he was doing all the same sections as a lot of the big guys. He was tripling stuff. A couple of times he'd come up, he'd come up shorter. And he'd like just kind of knuckle something. And, and for me, I mean, I'd be full pucker to that point. I'd be like, holy smokes, like what did I just do? And then he'd come back around and he'd do the same, he'd do it clean. So obviously the confidence was there and he, um, you know, he did a really good job. Like he was, uh, you know, by far from the first round, even to the second round, which was only a week apart, um, you know, he did, he improved, vastly improved. And he was, you know, he obviously worked, I've seen his, his videos on his social media now, and he's obviously put in the work for next year. So, um, you know, I'm excited to see where he ends up because he's, uh, he's definitely got the, 
the motivation to do well. So yeah, he's definitely my, my most improved rider for sure. For sure. So there's another one we, we agree on there. Ryan Derry, congratulations. We got, uh, you got the most improved rider for uh, 2020. Uh, next one is kind of a fun one we do too. Oh, I could, oh, yeah. there is an, an emoji. There's an emoticon thing that'll put up. Are we golf clapping? Little thing in the corner there. But uh, now the next one here is kind of the feel good story of the year. Again, there's not always something that jumps in there. And of course we could throw in there the fact that we went racing, but uh, yep. again, this is another one that we agreed on here. And I think, uh, well, we both know this family quite well. And, uh, just I'm talking about Weston Rosina coming out, getting back into racing, finding the fun again, finding his smile, winning that uh, FXR premix class. Yeah, I mean, Weston, uh, I wrote in my notes, you know, I've known Weston since he was a little boy, like really just like a kid on, on 50 since he was, I think he was five years old at the time. And, you know, he's in his mid-20s now. So I've known him for, you know, most of his life and most of mine. And, uh, you know, he, he was definitely burnt down on racing. He was a kid that had a lot of expectations growing up and, and was like kind of the next big thing. And, and as we see so often, sometimes it doesn't work out. It's not a, uh, an issue with him or anything. It just doesn't, it just doesn't work like that. And, uh, I know he was pretty bummed out and then he decided, Hey, I'm going to try this. Um, he saw the new challenge in the, in the premix class and he saw that Nathan blessed it so well last year. And he's like, all right, I'm going to go after Nathan. And I fully expected him to be competitive. And uh, he bought a used Wiser 125. And, and uh, you know, I think the thing was pretty much stock. Like, I don't think he did much to it. I know uh, Kale Foster, our good friend Kale, um, you know, helps out a little bit here and there with little things and, and just making sure it's it's not going to fall apart on him. Um, so there's not zip ties and, and, and uh, wire holding the whole thing together. But uh, and then he just he just killed it. He did really well, and by no means was he dominant, but he was really consistent overall. Did he get an overall? Or did he I don't think he did. I don't think he did. But he also really wanted it too, and I think that kind of helped him kind of get back to uh, to what he you know get back to racing. Because if anyone remembers at Walton, the final corner right before the finish line, him and Roberts, I forget which Roberts it was, and they came in and just weston hit him as hard as he could and i love seeing that kind of stuff so you know weston wanted it real bad and, didn't phase and, him uh, so it's good to, yeah he's 100 my pick and i'm super happy to see him back and you know that was definitely uh it felt good good for the whole family and he's got a great family behind him and and his brother cameron too was in there in there and he was podium a couple times so like you know you know those two are going to go at it pretty hard next year yeah for sure so congrats to uh weston rosina there for our uh, feel good story of the 2020 season uh the next one I mean, I don't have any stats to back this up. Uh, maybe you did. I didn't. I uh, didn't do that much homework. But uh, kidding. But uh, uh, best starter. I mean, sometimes this is obvious. Sometimes it's not. But uh, for me, it was always kind of. I kind of thought in the 250 class, Jess Pettis seemed to kind of get that uh, KTM down, uh, the power down, and he was. You would always count on him coming around there and being, oh boy, there he goes, making it boring again, uh, grabbing the whole shot. It wasn't what we all wanted to see for competition, but I mean, it just showed his dominance for sure in that class this year. Yeah, Jess was up there for sure. You know, on that K uh, Matt DeRoy tune KTM Canada bike was uh, was pretty good. My pick was Keelan Meston. So you think about Keelan, especially outdoors, he was up there top five, I'd say, or at the very worst, you know, just outside the top five, uh, almost every motor that I can remember. Um, you know, so he was he that really helped him in his overalls too. But I think my pick goes to Keelan. Um, you know, Jess obviously was definitely up there too. But you know, I'd say for overall consistent starters, it'd be Keelan for me. Yeah, and unfortunately, we didn't get to have the uh, some of the podium uh, celebrations like we have in the past. And because I've got some pretty classic photos of Keelan getting hole shots and shedding tears up in front of his hometown crowds and stuff. So we didn't get no to see that there. Oh yeah, I got some buttes. Maybe uh, maybe. Yeah, I'll he's a beauty. He, he's a good guy. Him, 
you know, I'm glad to, I've uh, got to be friends with him over this past season. And he's, um, you know, he's a really good guy. So it's good to hear. It's good to see some emotion too, from these, uh, you know, these racers. Absolutely. Okay. Now, uh, next one, um, best interview. I mean, year after year, there are some guys that are pretty consistent in there, but this for me, I'm going to pick a new guy came all the way up. I just love this story came up in his pickup, pulling in a, just a cargo trailer. He was living in it, talking about Logan Leitzel from uh, Pennsylvania man, the guy was always so, I think he was just thrilled to be here too, right? So he was always very open with his uh, his time. We did a little rig tour of his cargo trailer. Uh, just a fun guy, big smile on his face. like to see good things happening for him. Uh, there is some probably some pretty cool news coming up for him as well for this coming season. So uh, I gave it to Logan Leitzel for uh, best interval interview for me. Yeah, he's he's great. You know, he's a good, he's owned some of the kind of like a feel good story too, right? Comes mm-hmm. up with a truck and trailer and I think he was just doing it on his own. I think I don't think he had anyone with him or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, good, seemed like a really nice guy. I only got to talk to him a couple of times, but you know, good. And he kind of got that support for Supercross for the OTSFF and, and Simsy and all those guys. So, um, you know, great. My pick is Marco Canella. Uh, Marco being still pretty young and, and uh, you know, he's, it's kind of, you know, sometimes when you're younger, you're not really a great interview or you're not really open about things. And, uh, Marco would, was always open with me to, you know, whenever I had a question or wanted to do an interview, that's why I think I interviewed him after every round because he mm-hmm. was just so open about it and, and he was doing really well too. So obviously the extra attention, uh, can be good and bad. And he was, he was just good to interview and a really nice guy. And, and, uh, I think, you know, those guys at KT and them have a, a real, real good person on their hands to, uh, to work with and, and to be around. So, um, my pick is Marco. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, year after year, consistently, Marco has always been great, uh, for sure. So a great pick there, for sure. Uh, now, okay, let's move on to another one here that uh, you're kind of stepping into the shoes of our old buddy, Jeff McConkey. Uh, we always, this guy, I mean, who, no, we all know this guy was a style master. He, it's four quarters, four quarters of the battle was looking good, is what he always said. I always thought he was just hilarious. But we're going to kind of make up a new award that we're going to carry forward called the Jeff McConkey Award. Uh, the best style Jeff McConkey award. So I'm going to stay out of this one. I don't know why I just stay out of this one. I was, I'm going to push this one over to you, Greg, who are you going with uh, for the best style, best looking, you know, that kind of award this year. Um, For me, I mean, the step into Jeff's, I think he only wore size nine boots. So I don't think they're that big shoes, but or big of shoes, but uh, you know, it's definitely a tough, tough call. Cause as we know, Jeff was always, uh, you know, always had the cleanest gear. The guy would ride one 15 minute moto and, and uh, or 10 minutes, whatever the heck he was doing and would change his gear. So, you know, there's nobody else to, uh, to really pick for a style master than him. Um, so I too, like, it's a really loaded question because there's definitely the fashion side of it. And there's also like the style part of his riding. Um, so for me, it was definitely for an entire team to be like the most fashionable, I'd say it was uh, GDR Fox Honda Canada. Um, you know, Fox had those guys dialed. They always had brand new stuff, like just from, you know, day one, they, uh, like their gear was always really good. Like it was always clean. They just did a really good job. I think, you know, Fox and, and the guys there, they take it very serious. They're not just like, Hey, here's your gear. Um, you know, make sure you're wearing clean stuff. It's always like, this is what you're wearing at this round. They have it planned down. I know in advance, I know um, an old friend of mine, Jay Moore, when he was there, uh, you know, he took it very serious and would plan out the entire year building out their kits. So, um, you know, definitely the GDR team. And then uh, my pick for, best style on the track was actually Marshall Welton. I kind of just liked watching him ride. He was just like super aggressive and he'd go for all the big jumps. I remember he jumped and step up at Walton in the mud, like no need to do it at all. I think it was practice and he goes for it full, like straight up and down send still goes for it. You got to 
kind of reminded me of Mesley back in the day because Mesley would have jumped it too. Um, but then like even in Supercross, you could tell that he spent a lot of time riding Supercross. He's from the States, obviously. So that's a, a big thing for them. And he was, he was extremely aggressive and that's how he won the title. So um, I like to watch him ride. So that'd be my pick is uh, GDR and then uh, Marshall. All right. Okay. Uh, moving on, let's go to um, top intermediate. I think, uh, I don't think this is a pretty, uh, very tricky question. Although a lot of times you wouldn't tell that he was an intermediate because uh, I mean, not for TV and everything, the uh, Jetworks guys did want people to be running pro plates if they could and everything. And obviously being on the team he was on, he was able to mix uh change graphics and things. I'm giving best intermediate to Ryder McNabb. I mean, uh, the young kid, I think was he 15 years old. He's uh, going to be a competitor. The kid, I love his, uh, his drive is just the way he goes for stuff. And he was top intermediate for sure. Yeah. Straight out of the straight off a of super mini. I think, I don't think I've ever seen him ride a big bike until this year. Um, so yeah, Ryder for sure. He's young. He, he kind of stepped up as, as a, you know, onto one of the bigger teams in Canada and, and a very professional team at that. So it's a lot of pressure and I think he did pretty well. He definitely, his results were, were mixed. I won't want to say inconsistent because they were consistent in being mixed, if that makes any sense. Um, but looking at his results from the year, I think he finished seventh overall in the outdoors. So, I mean, it's pretty good. Yeah. So, I mean, he did, he did well there too. And he was kind of quiet too. He was never really up at the front battling, but he was always kind of there. And like I said, he was consistent and in being inconsistent in a way. So that's uh that's kind of cool. And hundred percent Ryder McNabb and he's just going to get better from here. Okay. Uh, and that's just kind of a, another uh, opinion one here for sure. Uh, best national. I mean, I don't know if, uh, I mean, heck, I, I want to give this to everybody this year, obviously, because just what we went through this year and everything, but uh, if I had to pick one, cause we have done this one in the past and everything too. So I'm just going to throw it out there again, no offense to anyone else. I mean, everybody did so much work this year, but uh, I'm throwing it just because we are so close to the nation's capital and we are so close to a huge shutdown in the Ottawa area. I got to give it to Sandy Lee for being able to pull it off that close to uh, Ottawa and everything. So I just, just had to pick one. So I gave it to Kevin Tyler and the gang over there. Yeah, no, I, I actually, you know, my pick would have been KT and, and the crew and Johnny at uh, MX101 because that's one of my favorite tracks in Canada and they're just good, good people. I go up there sometimes to practice. It's about a three hour drive and if I have the time, I'll do it. Um, but I'm giving it to all the Derek Schuster, Bradley and KT um you know this was the craziest year we've ever had we almost didn't go racing and you know those guys jumped through hoops i'm sure and those hoops were probably lit on fire to uh to pull off these races so um it's all three of them you know i know brett leah walton has had tons of support in the past and it seemed like a lot of that turned on him with the pandemic this year and he pulled it off he pulled off two rounds and amateur week so like brett you know and then Derek pulling stepping up with supercross and, and having the first round he was the guinea pig to it all you know, we weren't sure what was going to happen and, and dig took the reins and said, all right, I'll be the first round. And, and what a, what a blaster for most of the guys for Gopher to be the first round too. But, uh, you know, dig. And then, and then, like you said, KT and those guys, um, being so close to Ottawa and, and luckily they, they have good support in their local, uh, you know, politicians and whatnot. But I mean, it was just, I give it to everybody and I don't want to be that guy, but I think they all deserve it. I know I'm with you there as well. Okay, let's uh, let's uh, move along here to uh, best battle. I mean, yeah. sometimes these really stand out. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they are uh, good, hard-fought battles. Other times they're a little silly. So uh, this year I went with a silly one. I went with the Cole Thompson, Matt Gerke Supercross battle where they were looking over and Matt came right afterwards and said, I'm not very good at riding like that. So I probably made a fool of myself. But uh, that Supercross battle between Matt Gerke and Cole Thompson, that's what I'm giving the uh, best battle award to. 
How about you? Yeah, that was a good one. I mean, for me, it was a battle, but also like they were just kind of being silly with each other, right? right. So I, I didn't, I didn't look at it as a battle. I looked at it as more of a takeout fest. But the two of them, I mean, it was awesome to watch. I loved it. Uh, I'm giving it to Sam Gaynor and Sean Moffenbeier. Those two, it seemed like no matter where they were, by like three quarters away or halfway through the moto, they found each other and they were battling. And it's like I know both of them are, are real go getters and, and they don't want to lose to each other, especially being teammates. So um, I'm giving it to those guys. Yeah, no, I agree with that one as well, for sure. Um, okay, well, one more kind of fun one here as well. It's, uh, again, on our side of the sport, it's kind of fun because we get to interview these guys. We get to kind of hang out at different things and and good or bad, even if they have bad rides. I mean, you've got to talk to these guys. They're professionals. You've got to come up and talk to them. And, uh, I mean, most of them are great with us. Sometimes they're not. but And it's understandable. But, again, it's pro sports, so you have to. But no matter what happens, we're going with the Congeniality Award here. This year um, – I think maybe Marco Canella has won this one in the past. I know Hayden Halstead, I think, has as well. This Hall's year, Hayden's a good pick for sure. This Sorry, year, yeah. got to go with uh, Dario Zecca. Man, Dario, smile on his face. I mean, uh, always a smile on his face. Just there to have a good time. The guy's a teacher. Uh, I went up to him one time, and he had a big smile. Everybody else had a <laughs> – I panned across the starting line. Everyone with a serious face. I get to him, huge grin on his face. And he goes, I just like riding my dirt bike. <laughs> so Yeah, and if, if I was to pick a racer, no question, it would be Dario – um, you know, what I appreciate about Dario is, you know, he could even laugh at himself, which is very, very hard to do in this sport. Um, so with him, it's, you know, he's, he, he make a bonehead move or a mistake or something. And then he would even, he would laugh and make fun of himself. So, I mean, that's, that's pretty, pretty big. Um, if, but you pick Dario. So I'm going to pick, uh, someone different, not a racer, but I call the hot dog vendor himself. I'm going to pick Kevin Tyler. So KT, you know, right before the, the season, they, uh, you know, he lost his major yeah, like title sponsor and they could knock on racing. They don't need to go racing, but KT loves it. Johnny loves it. And Kevin's always super smiley at the track, super funny, always down for a good joke or whatever. You know, I just like being around the guy and he's, he's a, he's a guy that he holds, he's definitely the glue that holds that whole team together. And uh, he doesn't, I think he holds the series together in a way too, because he's just a, he's a staple there and, and mine's definitely going to him. All right. I agree. And it is about time he got some recognition for that too. So yeah, great pick Kevin Tyler on the congeniality award. Okay. Now the next one, what we're going to do next is uh, the ones that are official, uh, official awards. So uh, these ones we've agreed on, these ones are uh, just awards that uh, we like to hand out each year and you can tell they're important because they're highlighted. So oh, yeah. yes. And there's a, uh, yeah, just please be ready over there. Okay. Um, so for the first uh, official award here, we got some time here for sure. Track of the year. Um, I think, again, you kind of alluded to it. Well, you didn't allude to it. You said it. Um, the gang. Wait, hang on. I, actually, hang on. Let me let me find out who was picked. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> okay. The award for track of the year goes to Gopher Dunes. Gopher Dunes, Gopher Dunes yeah. Greg, uh, what do you think of that choice? Uh, no question, you know, dig, uh, it's not everyone's favorite track to race at. That's for sure. Um, it's one of the gnarliest ones anyone's ever seen, but, uh, you know, <laughs> dig showed up, pulled off the first round of this series with every, you know, set of eyes, uh, you know, in the sport and, and everything looking at him and making sure he followed these rules and blah, 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 and all these different things. And, and then, you know, we, we came into, into supercross and obviously we weren't going indoors with that. And dig said, well, you know, hell, let's build a track. And I don't know where they got all that hard packed dirt from, but it was pretty hard packed. And, and, uh, you know, he pulled that off too. So it's like, it's, you know, hundred percent dig in my opinion, in the whole go for dunes uh, team. All right. Yeah. So congratulations track of the year. We've again, we could have picked any of the ones that stepped up and actually had nationals this season. 
So congratulations to everybody. We went with Gopher Dunes. So congratulations to Derek Schuster and the gang over there at Gopher Dunes. Uh, the next award, Amateur Rider of the Year. Let's uh, yeah, just get that one there here. Let's see here who we have. And the Amateur Rider of the Year. I mean, the rest of them are kind of based on the pro series and things. So this is kind of the one that we like to do uh, here. So Amateur Rider of the Year. I've got Sebastian Racine for Amateur Rider of the Year. So, I mean, um, I think, Question. yeah, I mean, I pay close attention to all the amateurs coming up and everything. And I mean, if you were to watch one guy all year long, it would be Sebastian Racine. I mean, we've always got these fast up and comers and right now it is definitely Sebastian. So I want to say congratulations to Sebastian Racine, amateur rider of the year. Yeah. He's my pick too. Just pulling up my notes here. Um, I didn't get to watch a lot of amateur stuff um, because I wasn't at any amateur races. I didn't really get to be there as, as much as I wanted to be obviously, but I mean, the ones I did see was Sebastian and, and uh, he's, you know, the, the next kid, I think, coming up through the ranks and super excited to see how he does. He's fast. He's, you know, he looks fit and he's, he's good. So let's see how he does uh, going forward. All right. Congratulations, Amateur Rider of the Year, Sebastian Racine. Uh, next one, the Pro Rookie of the Year. I mean, uh, this one, I think, was probably pretty easy as well. I mean, this is another yep. kid that we've kept our eye on. You want to talk about uh, some attitude and everything. This guy's got it. Let's see. Uh, who won the um, Rookie of the Year in the pro class? That would go to Jeremy Mackay. So congratulations, yep. Jeremy Mackay, Amateur Rookie of the Year. And you know what I did? I mixed up uh, Ryder McNabb's results with uh, with uh, Jeremy Mackay's in the pro class. It was Jeremy oh. Mackay who went seven and, and then four in the series. So yep. congratulations to Jeremy Mackay. What do you think of that pick, Greg? <clears throat> Yeah, I agree 100%. He's uh, he's going to do well. He's young and he's got a good support system. Another fast Quebec kid, which is always cool to see. And and uh, there hasn't been a ton of those in the last little while either. So um, it's good to see that. So yeah, he's he's an easy pick. Right, right. Okay. Uh, this next one, I don't think is going to come as much of a surprise to everybody here. So let's take a look who won the female rider of the year, the WMX rider of the year. We're talking motocross here. Oh, look, Ev Brodeur. What do you know about that one? There's a surprise. Uh, congratulations, Ev Brodeur. Uh, this one is uh, this one in indelible ink, it seems, for the past few years. Uh, there's just no question. She's uh, the uh, cream of the crop when it comes to that class. And you know, she stepped up to race some pro nationals, I think, every round this year. And uh, Yeah, she's the know, only rider riding like four motos. Yeah, four pro motos. I don't even think I could do one pro moto in a day. Like, I don't think I've ever ridden 30 minutes once, actually, my whole life. So uh, for her to do, you know, two pro MX2 motos and then two women's motos too, like in class the of the field Walton. for sure. And good for her. Yeah. In the mud at Walton and everything. Oh boy. Yeah. Gross. Okay. Here's, here's one that we've, uh, we've actually never done before. And we're going to do it this year because uh, man, again, pandemic, we really shouldn't have even been at the, you know what I mean? But there's a, such a hard, high probability that we weren't going racing at all. So what we did is we came up with a new uh, thing for this year. I don't know if we'll have it next year or not. Uh, we'll see. It might be something we keep doing. Um, but we're calling this one Person of the Year. So yeah. with that, uh, let's see who uh, won this one. This is, a, this, is a, this is a nice one. Let's see here we have in the envelope. And the Person of the Year for 2020 is uh, Ryan Gold. So we got yeah. Ryan Gold, Person of the Year. Greg? Yeah, there's no, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, no question in anyone's mind where that guy's heart and where he, what he, you know, where he puts his, he puts his money where his mouth is and puts his mouth where his money is. I don't know what to say, but the guy uh, stepped up huge for us. Money and, uh, mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the guy stepped up huge. And, you know, like I said, he's even on the phone with Rob Ford and, 
And, you know, nobody else was doing that. I don't think anyone was doing that in any province. We wouldn't have, I don't think we'd have got, it's pretty safe to say, obviously he was involved with another bit of group of people. Like we, we talked about, of course, Derek, Schuster, yep. Brett Lee, Mel, Kevin Tyler, all those guys. And then the guys, of course, at Jetworks and stuff, but uh, he took the bull by the horns. It was Ryan Gauld who I think, you know, got this going. So he's probably just as surprised to hear me say that as, uh, as any. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's Gauld. He's been around forever. This is what he, what he knows and what his life is motocross and, and, you know, him and I have not always seen eye to eye on things and, and he hasn't with some people, of course, as well. And it, but I've got nothing but respect for the guy and, and what he pulled off this year was because like I said, I don't think we would have gone racing at all, whether it's amateur or pro, if it wasn't for him. And, and uh, you know, there's no question in my mind person of the year, even this year, and maybe even 2021, because I know Goldie's going to bat for us again to do amateur racing. And he's the first guy to come out with a, a schedule too. Like the guy's on it. And, and I don't know, I just got to say like, it's, we wouldn't be doing as well as we are right now, if it wasn't for him, 100%. So. All right. So, hey, congratulations. Ryan Gold is our 2020 Person of the Year. Uh, we just got two awards left here. Uh, we got one more that we picked, and then we go to the People's Choice Award. We'll do that one last. Uh, Pro Rider of the Year. Um, this is kind of a nice one here to pick. Uh, let's see who we have here in the envelope. Thank you very much. So, Pro Rider of the Year for 2020 is... Oops. Uh, I have a blank piece of paper there. I'm sorry, it is the wickedly talented Adele Dazim. Oh, what? That doesn't even make sense. No, sorry, the pro, is that too soon for that joke? Uh, is that too soon? I don't even uh, know what you're talking about. Oh, come on. I didn't get you on that one. <laughs> okay, well, you will. Someone will point it out. Anyway, I'm sorry, it is Dylan Wright is our pro rider of the year. I mean, how can you not pick the guy who shows up in the 450 class as a rookie and was as dominant as he was? So, uh, pro rider of the year, Dylan Wright. What do you think of that, Greg? No question. Dylan stepped up and, you know, like I said, Jess may have been more dominant when it came to points and whatnot, but, uh, you know, Dylan raced some really fast guys. You know, like you look at Nicoletti, Medallia, um, Gerke, you know, all these guys that are veterans and, and Dylan was the rookie and he stepped up, he showed up and he, and he battled with those guys. And like I said earlier, he didn't end up on the ground nearly as much as I thought he was going to. And that's no disrespect to him, but just looking at the history and, and uh, he stepped up and killed it. So no question for sure. All right. Yeah. So congratulations. Dylan Wright is our 2020 pro rider of the year. Uh, that's always, that's a, that's a big one. So uh, congrats to him. That's uh, it's going to be exciting this year. We got some other guys moving up into the class. It's going to be fun to watch. Um, so we've got one, one award left. And this yeah. is the one that we, we've never done this before. And I wasn't sure what the response would be. So we put it out people's choice award, put it out on our Instagram uh, Twitter and Facebook pages, and just to see if people would, uh, you know, who people would want. And it started out, Sam Gaynor was getting a lot of votes. And then Talon Unger started getting a bunch of votes. And then Sam would get more. And then Talon got more. And then it became a campaign with these two guys. I mean, we had Sam Gaynor versus Talon Unger. And I just sat and we had like 600 comments on that post. And so I just spent the better part of the day <laughs> going through the tallies. And I, as I was going, it would be Sam would take the lead, then Talon, then Sam. And in the end, the rider of the or the uh, People's Choice Rider of the Year is Talon Unger. So congratulations, Talon! You took that one over Sam Gaynor. That was fun to play along with. That. What do you think of that, Greg? Uh, I think it was single digits that separated them. The two of them are very, very close. To that maybe like 10, 11, 12, mm -hmm. whatever. Um, I mean, it's it's a tough call. I I feel like. Uh, 
it's hard to pick a loser and that, you know, it's or like hard to pick a winner or hard to pick a loser, whatever you want to say, because these guys, you know, both of them are winners. They're both good guys. They're, they're definitely the, it's, it's like I said, it's hard to pick, not taking away from talent, but I, I would almost give it to both of them in a way because it's, uh, it is so close and this is people wanted to, uh, you know, wanted to let them know how, how appreciated they are and, and that, that they go out of their way to, to help other people. So um, that's, that's huge. So congrats to Talon and, you know, congrats to Sam for, for being right there too. So, um, you know, they both uh, did what re- did really, really well. Yeah. And if you're curious, uh, Dylan Wright was also up there pretty high and Daniel Elmore. I think people are uh, recognizing the fact that he's put in a lot. I mean, he spends a lot of time down at uh, club MX. I mean, he's really grinding, putting in the work there too. And Ryder McNabb was also up there too, but uh, people's choice, our first annual people's choice rider of the year is Talon Unger. And I just want to say, I remember in the mud race at Walton and I mean, I just, I pay attention. I talk to his dad quite often and everything. And, and I just love his attitude. Talon was the first guy out in practice. And I think yep. a lot of it has to do with his dad is saying, listen, you need to get the attitude going. And he shows up, he'd get out there in front of the top guys, take off first in practice, take off first in qualifying. And I just really enjoyed watching him. And it's actually really early in the season from then on, I started really paying attention to what he was doing. And so I always made a point of watching him and I know he got ahead of, uh, I think it was Marshall Welton actually. And he did not roll over to let Marshall get by Marshall had to, I don't think Marshall was all that happy, but I thought it was just a really cool testament to his, uh, his drive and his, just his, how strong a competitor he is. So Talon just, uh, he's someone to watch and I'd be interested to see how he does this coming year, how his work over uh, the winter pays off. So anyway, congratulations Ta- uh, Talon Unger, people's choice rider of the year. Oh, it's good. It's, it's he's definitely deserved it, and it's uh, good to see his his uh, hard work and and you know being a cool guy, a good guy off the track too means as much on the track. So for sure, and um, yeah. So I mean, actually, that's uh, that's going to bring us to the end of our uh, awards program here. Uh, I hope everybody enjoyed that. Uh, what we might do is strip the audio from it and put it up as a podcast and stuff like that as well. We will do a typed up uh, report on it, just so you can kind of read over some of our comments and stuff if you uh, haven't watched it, but. Uh, Again, thank you very much to everybody this year. It was a strange, strange year. I'm just so happy that we actually got out to do this. And thanks to Zoom for this. Uh, I think Zoom's been around for longer than this year, but it's, uh, man, what a game changer this has been to be able to record things like this and just kind of have fun with uh, interviews and these uh, strange times and stuff. But, and thanks to Greg. Hey, man, thank you very much for doing that, taking the time with us. And uh, any final notes you want to say? Oh, you got, there's something big coming up uh, pretty soon. Yeah. Well, just thanks for having me. I'm really, really excited for this coming season and, you know, get back out there. And uh, yeah, so we've been talking about this for a while now and it's finally coming to, uh, to fruition. So uh, the movie revival, the, the uh, kind of personal biopic, whatever you want to call it, I don't know, um, regarding mental health and athletes and whatnot is uh, going to be launched later this month. So it's finally been, uh, it's been a long process and and uh, we talked about it a lot and there's been a lot of interest in it. So I'm really excited to bring that to you guys and you'll see it on uh, direct motocross. And I'm not going to lie. I shed a tear. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's a pretty cool story. and It's definitely pretty, uh, pretty raw too. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm really excited to hear everyone's feedback and, and, you know, anyone can reach out to me regarding uh, when they see it and what their thoughts are. I'm happy to hear anything, uh, any thoughts for sure. All right, cool. So watch for that. The final product is ready now. So we will be, releasing that very soon called Revival. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, thank you very much to uh, everybody who stood behind Direct Motocross over the years. We've got lots of uh, some new people coming on as well for this coming year. So we're going to have a great, uh, great season. Good luck to Jess Pettis, who's uh, getting set to race uh, Supercross down south. 
that's going to be fun to watch. Anyway, thank you very much, Greg. Thanks to everybody. Thanks uh, to everyone for getting us a race series to go to. Well, uh, man, we'll do it all again next uh, next year. And uh, thank you very much, Greg. All right. We'll see you guys. All right. Thanks, guys. We'll, uh, we'll catch you.